The construction industry can be a tough business to crack. From cash flow problems, struggling to find skilled labor, and not making enough money for your efforts leaves many business owners feeling frustrated and burnt out. But when you get the business strategy right, it's an industry that can be highly satisfying and financially rewarding. I'm here to give you the resources to be able to create a construction business that gives you more time, more freedom, and more money. This is the Develop Your Construction Business Podcast, and I'm your host, Greg Wilkes. Can I just ask a quick favor? If you're getting some value out of our podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could just quickly go online, make sure you subscribe, and leave us a review on the platform that you're listening on. That really helps our rankings and just helps other construction business owners find out about the show so they can improve their businesses too. So let me just say thanks in advance. So today on the podcast, we're discussing your client's journey with you or your prospective client's journey with you as a company. So what do we mean by that, the journey of a client? Well, just think about if you just draw a line, imagine you've got a bit of paper at the moment, just draw a line and you've got the start of that line, and you've got the end of that line, and we could call this line your customer's journey, the journey they go on with you. So right at the start of the line, this is where people first find out about you, and the end of the line, we could say, is when the client finally finishes with you. So all the focus for a lot of construction companies either goes right at the front of that line, this is the attractive website, uh, your Google Ads campaign, your Facebook ads, your social media, whatever it's going to be, a lot of the focus for most companies is, right, how do we maximize the customer's journey right at the beginning? How can we really impress a customer? It's all about that attract side at the beginning of that line on that journey. And then at the same time, the other effort that seems to all go into that line is when you're actually delivering the product project for a client. So that's the end of the line, isn't it? The end of their journey where they're you're you're delivering the product that you've sold. So you've got one end of the line, a load of effort going in at the beginning and a ton of effort going in at the end when you're trying to get the project delivered for the client. But what you might notice is you've got a huge gap in the middle where nothing is really going on. There's a bit that just gets completely ignored on a client's journey. And this bit is absolutely crucial if you want to improve your conversion quality and your lead flow. And this is the bit that I call nurture. We need to nurture those leads because we've got people coming in cold when they start the beginning of the journey. When they sign up, they're hot, which is what we want. But there's a bit in the middle, which is how do we warm them up? How do we get them from cold to hot? And the only way we do that is by lead nurture. And that's a crucial part of our customer's journey. So that's what we're going to discuss today. How do we nurture leads and improve that conversion rate? Now, if we're not nurturing leads at the moment, there's going to be a lot of frustration in your business around that. And some of the, the things you're going to struggle with if you're not nurturing leads is that maybe one, you're, you're constantly having to go out there and find new leads to bring into the business. Maybe you're spending more than you need to on your advertising Or sometimes if you're not nurturing at all, have you ever had it where you go completely cold into an estimate? So maybe you visit someone and uh, it's really frosty, the relationship when the client first meets you because they don't know you at all. You've not done any work to nurture them. Another frustration is you could be spending hours and hours pricing up lots of work. You're sending lots of estimates and you never hear from that client again. That's a sign that nurture hasn't taken place. 
And overall, you're just going to have quite a low conversion and a low win rate. So we want to stop that, don't we? Well, clearly, what we want in business is the opposite to that. We, we want to be able to stay in the forefront of our clients' minds at all times. We, we want to slowly build that relationship with the client, don't we? And ideally, that wants to be on autopilot for us. And we want more and more of them coming back to us because they're interested in going for our quote. So that means we can negotiate and, and close more sales, which, of course, means a higher conversion rate. And if you can do that, it's an ideal situation because it just means you need less leads coming in overall. And it takes pressure off you. It takes pressure off your marketing and your ad spend if you're converting at a, a much higher rate. So I'm sure that would mean a lot to your business if, if you could do that. If your nurture process was in place in the right way, it would enable you to have a much higher conversion rate. So a lot of mistakes that many construction companies make is that they just don't have any nurture process in place at all or even any follow-up process. So they send a quote and that's it. You know, the, the, the client never hears from the builder again. Uh, and sometimes the attitude is, well, if the customer wants me, they'll call me back. If they don't want me, well, we're not the right fit, so I won't bother. And even if you know you should be following up as a, as a company, even if you know that's the right thing to do, sometimes you've just got no time to do it at all. You're so busy that that gets pushed aside. So sometimes the nurture process just isn't there at all for many companies. So maybe some of those mistakes resonate with you in, in your business. But why do we need to nurture leads? What is the importance of nurturing leads to, to help them get over the line? Well, just to illustrate it, um, imagine you've got a single guy who decides he wants to find himself a, a partner. So uh, he wants to get married, finally. So this guy walks into the pub and he spots a beautiful girl sitting at the bar. And he walks over to this beautiful girl straight away, first time he's ever seen her, gets down on one knee and he proposes. Well, what's going to happen? Well, even if he looks like Brad Pitt, she's probably going to tell him to get lost, isn't she? It's, it's just too much too soon. You know, no one does that. No relationship has been established yet. So he's moved in for the commitment way too fast. So his mates pull him aside and say to him, listen, let's call him Jeff. Listen, Jeff, um, you're doing it all wrong, mate. This is completely wrong. You're going for the commitment way too fast. And they show him what to do. So he listens. Jeff listens. And he goes back into the pub. And this time he sees a beautiful girl at the bar. He walks over. He makes eye contact. He smiles. 15 minutes later, he shuffles his chair over and he, he starts a conversation. He offers to buy her a drink. Maybe at the end of the night, they exchange numbers. He arranges a first date. It goes well. He rings her a few times in the week. They go on a few more dates. And a few months later, he's taken her on a trip to Paris. He's taken her up the Eiffel Tower, gets down on one knee and proposes. Now, what's the likelihood of her saying yes now, even if he doesn't look like Brad Pitt? Well, it's more likely she's going to say yes now than previously. And why is that? Because he's taken the time to nurture her. Over time, step by step, he slowly improved that relationship until he was ready to ask for that commitment. And she was ready to commit at that stage because that relationship had been established. Now, it's no different for us when we're trying to land a client. People need to feel like they've got that relationship with us. I mean, just think about it. 
some clients, they might be committed to a six month, 12 month project with us. It could be a few hundred thousand pounds. It could be their life savings, couldn't it, for, for many. And so many construction companies out there expect they can go and win a client like that with no more than just a, a simple estimate going over. There's no relationship established. So the key to winning these projects, especially if they're bigger projects, is we need to nurture. We want to warm those cold leads up slowly so it feels like they know us, that they trust us, and eventually they want to commit with us. So um, there's, a, there's a really good authority in the space called uh, Jay Abraham. You may have heard of him. He did uh, a lot of uh, marketing and business growth for companies like Microsoft, FedEx, Taco Bell. One of the things he always said was that we needed, uh, in order to get a, a client to come to trust us, you needed seven interactions with that client and they need to be repetitive and consistent. So you might think, wow, well, seven, seven interactions is, is quite a lot. But it's not really. If you break it down, we, we can achieve seven interactions. And, and as we go through this podcast, we'll, we'll talk about how we can get those interactions. So it's, it's interesting isn't it? because one interaction, you might think, well, yeah, the first interaction is the client phones me and uh, they book in a, an appointment. So that's interaction number one. You might then say, oh, second interaction is I go and visit the client. And then third interaction is I send the quote. And for many... They're the only interactions that a client is getting. Three interactions, and that's not enough. You know, as Jay Abraham says, it takes at least seven before you can start to move in for a commitment and a client is trusting you. So how do we track these interactions? How do we track how many interactions we're doing with someone? Because that's the thing, isn't it? We're, we're really busy. You might have multiple quotes going out there. Um, and you might be too busy to get seven interactions in. So is there a way of making that a little bit easier? Well, there really is. And if you haven't heard me talk about it before, one thing you really need to do in order to nurture your clients and be able to track the process is you need a CRM system, a customer relationship management system, CRM. And these CRM systems, they, they help organizations build customer relationships. They help streamline the process so that Customers can increase sales, improve their customer service, and increase profitability. So the bit we're focusing on today's podcast is the sales section. How do we increase the sales? So at the moment, just think about your process and, and what you're using. How are you tracking your potential clients, these customer relationships? Are you using a CRM? Or maybe you know someone's called you for a quote, you've been around and you've measured up, and you found out the name of the dog and the kids and you know what do you do with all that information maybe you're just storing it in a in a black diary or uh, in spreadsheets but you know how are you setting reminders that that quote needs to be sent or how are you you reminding yourself to remember to follow this client up how do you remember what their dog's name is it's really important that we need to take note of that and we need to put that in a system so we can remember all that stuff from a client because if a customer decides they're not going to proceed for a few months how are you going to remember that you're just not are you whereas if you've got it in a crm system it tracks the whole thing for you and this is the, the benefit of using a crm because the crm will help you remember every interaction that you have with a potential client you can store documents in a crm you can store drawings it will store their details their name their phone number notes every conversation even every email can be synced 
to go into a CRM system. So you, you can track every email you've ever sent to them. So that's a, that's a CRM at its very basic level. So if you haven't got a CRM in place, you need to get one now. There's there's tons on the market. Um, one of my favorites, Active Campaign. Uh, I use that a lot. Um, there's Zoho, uh, Salesforce, loads of different ones, and they're cheap. You know, they're only I think they start at like thirty dollars a month or something like that. So it's 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 not a lot of money. Um, so th- make sure that you know, as a as a basic principle, if you're going to do anything and you take anything away from this particular episode, get yourself a CRM system. It's absolutely vital for tracking those customer relationships, which is all part of nurture. But that's only a basic thing that a CRM system can do. That's that's just the basic tools is is tracking the uh, client details and the contact details. What we want to do with our CRM is a little bit more than that, because as we said, what we're trying to do is nurture our clients. And as we said earlier, what Jay Abraham said is we want to get to those seven interactions and the CRM can help you get to those seven interactions. And one way it does this is by giving us the option to use automated email campaigns. So have you ever tried that in your business, an automated email campaign? Now I can tell you that a lot of us think, oh, you know, what's, what's the point of that? But I can tell you that email is still highly, highly effective. People read their emails, we're straight in their inbox. I know you probably get a lot of spam in there, but emails are highly effective, especially if someone is already slightly warm to you, you've already been around and you've quoted or they've made some contact with you, then they're really going to read your emails. So email campaigns really do work. So what sort of email campaigns could be put in place? And just to clarify, it's the CRM system that is gonna enable you to put this email campaign in place. You don't have to get other software. Most CRM systems will have an auto email feature that you can set up for your clients. So just for for the next few minutes, I'm just gonna structure out potentially what an email campaign could look like in order to warm up a client. So, So one of the first ones you might want to use is what we call a know, like, and trust email campaign. So that's where you're getting a, exactly what it says. <laughs> you're getting a client to come to know you as a business. They come to like what you've got to offer. And then they're going to come to trust you eventually. Now, this is great. If we've ever used a, a lead magnet, maybe you've got someone to come onto your website and download a, a lead magnet. It might be um, top 10 ideas for kitchen installations or wherever, it, wherever it's going to be, your, your uh, top uh, 10 tips to, for keeping your boiler up and running this winter. Uh, so you might have a lead magnet that you've already got on your website and someone might download that lead magnet. Now, once you've they've downloaded that lead magnet, you've got some information. You've normally got the client's name and you, you've got their email address. Well, you, you should have done if your lead magnet's set up properly. So once you've gathered that information, they should then drop into your CRM system automatically. But now what are you going to do with that information? Now you want to move that client along in the funnel, don't you? At the moment, all they've done is they've just downloaded your lead magnet. But now you want them to make contact with you. So this is where a no like, and trust campaign can come in. And it can just be a series of emails, maybe just four emails that go out. And each of those four emails are just going to tell the client a little bit about your company. Thanks for downloading our lead magnet. That was our top 10 tips on how to keep your boiler running this winter. And let's just tell you a little bit about our business. We've been established for blah, blah, blah years. Uh, you know, and you're giving them a bit of information about your business. That's the the no 
side of it. Maybe you send them the second email, it's a little bit of the, the like side. So they, you tell them a little bit about you and why you set up the business and your values as a business owner. Um, and then you might do the trust side of the campaign. It might be showing them some testimonials that you've got of uh, people that have used you to do boilers and how pleased they've been. It might be a case study, something like that. So this is all part of a no like, and trust campaign. It's just a simple, maybe four to six email campaign that goes out over a few weeks, just gets a client to stay in the front of their minds. And what we're trying to do is move that client on to take action. So that's your no like, and trust campaign. That's part of nurture. So now let's imagine the client has reached out. They've seen your campaigns. It's all on auto uh, pilot, by the way, you're not actually manually doing this. You, you, once you've set them up, you just uh, push the button and it will happen automatically. The second thing will happen then is the client contacts you and says, yeah, um, that's great, Greg. I'm really interested. Thanks for sending me all that information on boilers. I'd love to have a quote because uh, my boiler maybe doesn't need a service. It actually needs replacing because uh, it's getting a bit old for this winter. So that's great. So you book in the appointment and you're going to go and see them next week to look at their boiler. You could then put another campaign in place. You could push the button on your CRM and say, yep, I've got a quote to go and look at. How about doing a, an email campaign to warm them up for the quote? So it could just be some helpful information that goes out. Oh, Mrs. Jones, we're really pleased that we're coming out to see your boiler next week. Um, here's a few tips on what we're going to do on the day. Something like that. Or another email could go out. Oh, we're really, uh, Mrs. Jones, we're really pleased we're coming out. Just to let you know, here's the uh, sales engineer that's going to be visiting you. His name's Bob, and here's a picture of him, and he's been in the industry for 20 years. You can give him a little bit of information about Bob. So can you do that? Can you start educating your customers to, as to what to expect for the quote? Because a lot of customers don't know what's going to happen. Are you going to measure up? Are you going to take pictures? Do you need access to the whole house? So this is the sort of thing that you might want to warm them up with. And what this does, the more information you give to your client, the more transparent they are, the more they start to build trust in you. The more interactions you're getting with this client so they come to know you as a business and you start to look really professional. So that could be a second uh, email campaign. Now, what about once you've sent the quote over? Well, this is where so many companies fall down. There's, as I said, there's no follow-up process for, for many construction companies, which is an absolute sin. Uh, you've got to follow up in some way. But sometimes people say, well, I haven't got time to, to follow up all these leads. Well, again, this is where your auto email campaigns can do the heavy lifting for you. So once a quote's sent, you can push a button on your CRM to say, yep, quote has been sent to Mrs. Jones. Now you can go into the post-quote campaign. So what could go into that? Well, maybe you could just send an email saying, we hope you've received your quote, okay. Uh, if there's anything you want explained or you feel there's anything missing on this quote, please reach out on this number and we'll get that clarified for you. That could be a simple post-quote email that goes out. Then you could send, a, there could potentially be another email that goes out. Just again, some testimonials of people that have pushed the button with you and work with you and how pleased they were. You could be sending out, an offer, potentially, if they don't get back to you for, for a while, for a week or two, you might think, right, I need to put an offer in now and say, look, if you sign up by the end of this week, here's £50 off or £100 off, whatever, whatever you're going to do as part of your, your offer. This could all go on autopilot with your CRM system. And it's all part of that nurture process. So there's lots more that can be done with email campaigns. We're just really sort of scratching the surface of it here. But 
can you really see the benefit of why you might need to do this? What you're doing is you can see clearly it's really easy to get those seven interactions in. If you if you email just one or two of those email campaigns, you've easily hit seven interactions. So that's the first thing we're getting to the customer to, to come to trust you by those interactions. But what we're doing is we're just staying in the forefront of clients' minds. And it's really important to do that. We're staying in the forefront. So when they are ready to make a decision, we're the ones that are in their inbox. We drop into their inbox and it just prompts them to take action. They may have got a couple of quotes, but if we're the ones that are sending them information all the time and being really helpful and it's all on autopilot, then uh, we're more likely to get that business. So that's what we want to do with our clients. That's part of the, the nurture campaign. You can set all that up. It's really easy to do. You can get, you know, if you're not sure how to do it, there are specialists out there that can set email campaigns up for you. Uh, we're work, working closely with a company at the moment called uh, Construct Virtual that do all of this. Um, and they know the sort of campaigns that need to go out in the mastermind clients that I'm working with. We've got all this set up already. You know, most of our clients are doing this because they know it works. So it really, it really is a powerful process. So give it a go and make sure that when you do start nurturing people, you are using your reports in CRM. You've got uh, most good CRMs will have reporting features so you can check your open rates, uh, what, you know, what emails are working, what are not. Make sure you're checking all that stuff so you can tweak it, you can analyze it. And uh, yeah, just make sure you're testing it properly. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps you see the value of nurturing. If you do carry out nurturing and you do do this, it will increase your conversion rate without any shadow of a doubt. So try that. Maybe a subject for another time is actually how do you get all these emails into your system? That's um, maybe how do you generate these lead magnets? We won't talk about that on this podcast, but that's something you need to think about too. But for now, Let's nurture all those leads and let's move them on in that journey. Let's warm them up so they become hot buying customers. If you'd like to work with me to fast track your construction business growth, then reach out on www.developcoaching.co.uk.